eat, drink, smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars, Irish whiskey making its way. That's with no E. Irish whiskey has no E. I'm Tony Katz. That is the Everyman Fingers Malloy. This right here is the Redbreast. The Redbreast Lustau, L-U-S. T-A-U. This comes from the people at Middleton. This is 46% alcohol by volume. An Irish whiskey, and and what makes an Irish whiskey, in some ways, is the same kind of thing as to what makes a a bourbon, right? So a bourbon is the great American drink. It has to be done in American charred oak barrels, first use. It has to be 51% corn. You have to be it aged. Now, I believe, and I've always been told... And my research doth tell me that it's two years. I hear sometimes people talk about longer. I don't think that's the case. I'm sticking with my two years on the bourbon. I'll let somebody else tell me uh, what they think of my theory. When it comes, by the way, you can only dilute with water, right? You can do that only to change the proof. You can't do it to change anything else with the bourbon. With an Irish whiskey, two things have to happen. The Irish whiskey has to be distilled in Ireland from a mash of malt and cereal grains. And when it's an Irish pot still whiskey, it can only be distilled in pots, pot stills within Ireland from a mash of grains that are ordinarily grown in Ireland. That's what you've got here. So with this... With the, the Redbreast Lustau, now the Redbreast has a 12-year, the Redbreast has a 15-year, uh, and they do some very good work. It's a different feel altogether uh, than a bourbon. This is um, matured in, in a combination, as described, of American European oak for 9 to 12 years before being transferred over to sherry casks from Lustau for a year. So that's what we're dealing with. We're talking about, a, it looks copper when, when you stare at it, when you're staring at the juice, and then you've got a nose. I haven't even done the nose yet. This is the first time I've ever had it, Fingers Malloy. Uh, you've done the nose. Where are you at? Uh, dark fruit. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, I'm Irish, so this does my blood and body good just oh, that, knowing that, that we're is? doing Irish whiskey. Uh, I may take a sip of this and want to punch somebody in the face, though. Just a fair warning. Mm. Okay, so yeah, there are dark fruits, but what you get out of this that you might not get from a bourbon is the idea of, of butterscotch and the idea of creme brulees, which now on, on the butterscotch, I sometimes get that from rye, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. It's just the way my nose uh, works. This also has a little bit of, of like baking spice going on with it on the nose. It actually... It hits strong, but at first I thought it hit medicinal. No, it only hits strong. As it kind of worked its way through, it is really got a couple of different flavors working. I'm getting the toffee and a little butterscotch. <clears throat> I took too much of a whiff. Wow. Oh my, oh, my God. Right there. It's, it's the kind of thing... Like, I, I don't know uh, everybody else, you know, they, they see it differently. You know, oh, I can pick up a flavor. I think it's can you pick up multiple flavors? Can you pick up multiple things in it? So I do in the nose. I've never had it before. This is uh, 46% alcohol uh, by volume. So 92 proof, right? So not too heavy, not too hard. Are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Here, here right, we go. Here we go. To you. He's, he's taking it. He's doing the nose. He's getting ready to sip. We do it neat. And then we have a big rock side. We have a large cube. I personally prefer the sphere. Oh, oh my God. Your eyes almost came out of your head. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, the, the dark fruit notes hit you. Really? Right, right. on the tongue I'm almost do it right immediately. We're doing that. Hold on. Here we go. Mmm. 
Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, my God. Have you ever had, I swear to you, the first thing that hit me, like it was grape juice. It's grape. <laughs> Holy mackerel, is that stunning? Oh, my gosh. Yes, that's oh very, my gosh. very good. Richard, our sommelier, our cigar expert over here. We record in Indianapolis, Indiana at Blend Bar Cigar uh, today, blendbarcigar.com. My gosh. Mm. There's, a, there's, there's definitely, for me, that dark fruit. I'm calling it grape. Um, it's sweet. There's, um, th- oh, there is. There's that orchard kind of feel going on. That's stupendous. I'm not putting this on a cube at all. You went right to a I went right, Well, I always do, and I, I know that some people scoff at that, but I, it's just a personal quirk of mine. I don't like warm beverages other than coffee, so I always like to have mine on a cube. You know, it's it, interesting. When you read reviews, they talk about uh, like a candied citrus, uh, creamy vanilla pudding flavor to right. it, and I'm not really getting that dark fruit flavor on the tongue with a little bit of a sting. That's what hit me, and it really didn't go away, but it wasn't unpleasant. It was very good. I will say that, you know, very often when we're looking at things, we'll we'll take a look at how other people have reviewed it. I don't don't think that's cheating. What am I supposed to say? I'm the expert of all things? No. I love this stuff, and I want to experience it just like you do. Uh, Thewhiskeyjug.com. Don't know the guys personally, but I think that their review is very close to what uh, my experience is. But that orchard, that kind of apple at the end, the grape in the beginning... That is an absolutely stunning. Now, and pl- I want to take a pleasant look. aroma too. That is, this is sixty five dollars a bottle. Fingers Malloy, at sixty five dollars a bottle, is Redbreast Lestau in your liquor cabinet? For my countrymen, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've, but no, honestly, uh, you know, we always talk about finding value. Right, that's one of the ways we review, right? We talk about the flavor, we talk about the feel. By the way, this has no sting on the tongue, only a touch in, in, the, in the back throat, really uh, intense in the lower chest in terms of See, the heat. I, that, and that's weird how things hit people differently. Uh, for True. me, I got a little sting on the tongue, and that was it. Uh, but to me, again, uh, $65 is a little bit more than I would normally want to spend on a, a, a bottle of booze, but... This is definitely something I would splurge on. I, I like to stay around $35 a bottle. So it, this is splurging for me, but I would do it. This would be my liquor cabinet. That, that's, that's the whole value conversation, right? Unquestionably, this goes in. And that's not true of, of, of everything. This is just so fruity warm in such a good way because it's not candied fruit. It's rich fruits. It's orchard-esque. And actually, in one of the rare moments, and maybe other people feel differently... Having had some now, I'm actually getting the flavor in the nose. It usually doesn't happen to me. I usually don't get that uh, kind, kind of feeling, but I do. It's kind of working in on itself. This is stupendously, stupendously good. Now, please understand, we just picked it today as something to review. They, they didn't send it to us. If, if somebody asks us to review, we always tell you, and then we're very, very honest. And sometimes they regret asking us to review it. It's just the way it goes. No, it's $65. It's in your liquor cabinet? This is 100%. This is absolutely in, in my liquor cabinet. I you know, it's, I, I, we, we review a lot of bourbons, and you can get them all. Eat, drink, smoke at Apple Podcasts. You can get uh, the, the, the podcast of everything we do and write a review and leave a five-star review. Um, there have been plenty of things like, I'll pass. 
that's not for me. That's not worth the dollars. Because very often it's only hitting in that one or two notes. There is something wonderfully open here, wonderfully full here. I've been trying to think of what cigar I would actually bring this uh, with and trying to connect with this. And I'm thinking maybe an Avo number three because it has those kind of chocolatey undertones uh, that go with it that might be an interesting pairing. That's what I'm curious about. What this pairs with, how you work this Irish whiskey. It's the Redbreast Lustau, L-U-S-T-A-U, Irish whiskey. And remember, there's no E in Irish whiskey. It's W-H-I-S-K-Y. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. If coronavirus has taught us anything, it's that baking is good. I swear to you, it is the silver lining of coronavirus that people have been home, they've been together, and they've been making their own food. Eat, drink, smoke, everybody. Tony Katz, that's Fingers Malloy. Great to be with you on Twitter at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. You can also go to EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. The website is kind of like a work in progress, but it's pretty. I mean, you'd be like, ooh, that's pretty. Looks good on my phone. Doesn't it, though? Yes. Doesn't it really? It's clean. Right. Also, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Pillsbury now has new Oreo-stuffed cookie dough, and it is safe to eat raw, which is, of course, the whole story. Now, I don't know how many people, when they were doing their baking at home, because a lot of people were baking, like runs on flour and things like that, and then there were these people who were so angry because I always bake, and now I can't find (laughs) what I need to bake because you people are so selfish that you're home during coronavirus and you're baking. Yes, I'm hardcore. I'm a hardcore <laughs> baker, and I can't find my almond flour because of you people. You people and your casual baking. I will admit wholeheartedly that I do the keto thing. Now, have I lost a ton of weight? No. Have I lost a little bit of weight? Yes. Do I feel better? Like $10 million. I just don't try and shove it down anybody's throat like, like the vegans do. Um, <laughs> or the sorry. essential oil people. Is that what you're saying? I have, nev- I have never actually seen an essential oil. Oh, it's, it's, it, you've never seen an essential oil? How would I have seen an essential oil? Define for me an essential oil. It's an oil that, that some people find essential. No, I've never, I've never actually seen or tea tree touched. oil. You never had any tea tree oil, uh, tea tree uh, oil, baby oil. But lavender. What, what could I say? It was, it was a lonely night. <laughs> so it, the, so the almond flour thing. Uh, we have learned to do a pretty good job. You gave me the recipe for a keto cheesecake. Yes, which I think is like a walnut crust. It's walnut and chocolate mm-hmm. crust, and you make that, and then you let that uh, harden up, and then you you do the the, the cheesecake on top of it sensationally good sensationally good uh, absolutely love that and, and it isn't a, a kind of thing that you're feeling like you are sacrificing all that no much. not at all no it really is good it has the right density it has the right you know uh, uh, mouth feel to it it's got that kind of touch of sour that you want but that crust just works and it just keeps the carb count I think the carb count and on a rational slice not an irrational slice like we do with a Costco cake, which you can find in an old episode of Eat, Drink, Smoke. You can just go and get the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Eat, Drink, Smoke. Um, but it keeps the carb count like four to five carbs per slice. And it's a slice that makes you feel good. And you can have it with the coffee and everything else. This is cookie dough with Oreo pieces in it. And the question was, what would you rather have? Cookie dough with Oreo pieces in it? Or an Oreo where cookie dough was the stuff. 
do you want your cookie dough stuffed with Oreo or do you want your Oreo stuffed with cookie dough? I want my Oreo stuffed with cookie Me dough. Me too. This is a mistake. Yeah. Although I would eat it out of the bag just to try it. <laughs> this is a mistake. Well, I would eat it out of the bag too because you got to do something on a Saturday night, Tony. Uh, and that, that sounds wonderful. So lonely. But uh, when does this become an ice cream? That's what I want to know. That's the next step, right? We have yeah, to but have... that's, that's already out there. You, can, you, go, you go to like Cold Stone Creamery, and they do all the mix No, I'm stuff. not talking about going to your fancy ice cream place. I'm that's talking a fancy about, ice cream place? Uh, well, compared to uh, Culver's, where you just go when you get the frozen well, that's yogurt. Custard. That custard, no, whatever. It's not frozen yogurt. It's a TCBY. Uh, <laughs> Listen, hold on a second, Pinkberry. <laughs> Let me be perfectly clear. Custard, if, we're, if we are ranking the dessert coldnesses... Right? In, in terms of excellence, custard, gelato, ice cream. And frozen yogurt doesn't even count. Frozen yogurt is bigotry. I will have no part of it whatsoever. <laughs> custard is the top, which is, means it's more egg. It's more egg yolk mm-hmm. in there. Gelato is, is Italian ice cream. And then you get ice cream. And, and if you're not really playing in deep, deep, deep butter fats, don't even call me to dinner. It's just ridiculous. But that's my, that's my ranking. But I'm talking oh, about Culver's. But I'm talking about ice cream that you buy at a grocery store. You, you got the Oreo, the cookies and cream, and yeah. then you've got the chocolate or chocolate chip cookie dough. But right. you don't have the chocolate chip cookie dough Oreo combination in the ice cream. And I think that needs to happen. Would you rather have the chocolate chip cookie dough Oreo ice cream or the Oreo stuff with cookie dough? The ice cream. Really? Yes. Hmm. No. I'd rather have the cookie dough. Now here's the question. Would you rather have a White Claw... Or would you rather have a bubbly margarita wine cocktail? Go on. The good people at Aldi, which is Trader Joe's, by the way, if anybody didn't know. But also Culver's is a burger uh, place, a quick serve place in the Midwest. I don't know you know, where you are if you have a Culver's or, or, or not. Uh, there's another place, Freddy's, which is kind of like it. There are a couple of these kinds of places. But Aldi's sells bubbly margarita, and it is a wine cocktail it is a can that is, I think it's like eight and a half ounces. It is 9.9% alcohol by volume. Each can is 10% alcohol. It comes in a four pack and it's like seven bucks okay. at Aldi. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on board. And here's the deal. But I'm not on board in the fall, in the winter. I was talking about this with a friend the other day. When it's 95 degrees outside, sometimes you want a drink like a White Claw or a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade or something like that where it's just, it just feels like it's a spiked sweet drink instead of, you know, I'm usually a stout porter guy. Uh, you know, I'm not craving a stout at 95 degrees. I was at, a, I was at a, someone's home last, last week, and uh, he was drinking bourbon with lemonade. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, all right. So lemonade and iced tea is an Arnold Palmer. I didn't know if there was a name for that drink. If there is, let us know on Twitter. Go eat, drink, smoke on Twitter. What, the bourbon and... Bourbon and lemonade. That's the drunken Arnold Palmer. That is not, that is that's not, not it. it? No. That's not, oh. There was no iced tea. It had, oh, that, Arnold Palmer oh, yeah, is lemonade and yeah, iced tea. That's right. It sound, that sounds right. But that's the stuff that sounds wholly dangerous to me. The stuff that you don't feel... Like, I don't, I don't want to be around that. Other people are like, give me more, and then they don't know what happened to them. Absolutely. You go to Vegas. If you go to one of these bars that uh, uh, Fat Tuesdays, there's a, it's basically- Oh, the frozen walk, drink place. Yeah, you walk in, and it's a wall of Slurpee machines, and they put booze in their Slurpees. So, or ice cream, whatever part of the country you're from. I'm a 7-Eleven guy you right. know, in Michigan, so Slurpees were big. Uh, there are 
drinks at Fat Tuesdays that taste like orange creamsicles, like you're having an orange creamsicle slushy, but they put Everclear in it. Talk about something that will sneak up on you in a hurry right. on a hot day. You're drinking that, and all of a sudden you're drinking Everclear. Yeah, it hits you quick. I have never been to a Fat Tuesdays, if only because I'm not a 22-year-old co-ed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's my reason. But those kinds of drinks freak me out. I don't want that. Like I, I, I want to be aware of what's happening to me. This is, this is um, all about soccer mom drunk. <laughs> right? The, the, the Aldi four-pack of, uh, and they literally call it bubbly margarita wine cocktail. I mean, it's just calling to you. Please, come with me. Come to me. On a side note, Aldi is great if you are keto. They've got a zero net carb bread you should try. Do they really? Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe it's by Love and Fresh is the name of the baker. And it's zero carb and it's a good bread substitute. Then it's not bread. How could it be zero carb and good? Zero net carbs. It's, it, oh, zero net carbs. Yeah, so they pack yeah. it with fiber. And so if you need like a, a hot dog bun or a hot hamburger bun substitute, it's great. I just, I, honestly, I did. I, get, I gave up the buns. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it right. And then I'll deal with the pain afterward. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. Keep it here. Eat, drink, smoke, your cigar, bourbon, food review. I'm Tony Katz. Good to be with you. That's the Everyman Fingers Malloy. We're drinking the Red Breast Lustau, which is an Irish whiskey. Uh, Ten years, I think, it's been uh, aged. 46% alcohol by volume. This is just absolutely wonderful with its orchard fruits, dark fruits. There's a, a good bit of butterscotch going on uh, in there, some baking spices. Very impressed with it. Fingers is doing it on the cube. You're enjoying? Mistake on the cube. Thank I, you. Ice chips. A couple of ice chips just to put a chill. Chill and to open it. Yeah, but now it's taken the, the dark fruit flavor, a lot of it away. And uh, while it's still very pleasant, it's not nearly as good as it was when we when had it. Neat. It is just sensational. But, yeah, I, I don't know if it would be ice chip or a little bit, a couple of cool drops of water yeah. for me to maybe open it up just a little bit more. But I like where it is already. It is time for news of the week, and it is everybody's everyday, every man, anchor man. I'm thinking of a title for you, Fingers Moy. I don't have it yet. So that's what I'm going with right now. Well, we- every day, every man, anchor man. Tweet me at Fingers Malloy. Give me a title. There Done. we go. From the, the, te- from the Texas the Tribune, Tony, Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Friday took his most drastic action yet to respond to the post-reopening coronavirus surge in Texas, shutting bars back down and scaling back restaurant capacity to 50%. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It is happening Everywhere you had mentioned, Michigan is doing this now. Yes, they are still allowing bars to serve outdoors if they have that capacity, but they're shutting down indoor bars. Right. You had New Jersey, where the governor Phil Murphy, uh, two days before the in, in, interior restaurants could could start seating people. Oh well, we're going to stop. So now you've got these restaurants that put all this food, all this alcohol, all this everything, and they they're they're totally totally screwed. And where we live, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, the governor here hasn't gotten back on his word, but we were about to enter stage five of our, of our coronavirus, you know, deployment into, into greatness. And I was like, oh, things are looking a little rough out there. Not necessarily in Indiana, but in other places. We'll go to stage 4.5. You, you, that does, that's not even a thing. Right. It's not even a thing. Well, and you think about 
what you mentioned about how businesses have to ramp up their inventory, they have to try to bring people back from being laid off. It's a big ordeal to reopen your business only for them to want to shut you down in just a couple of weeks. But Governor Abbott also shut down river rafting trips, which have been blamed for a swift rise in cases in Hayes County in Texas, and banned outdoor gatherings of over 100 people unless local officials officials approve. Look, there, there's one thing to say that coronavirus is real. It's real. I don't think anybody's denying that these days. It's another thing to say, you know what, I'm going to wear a mask. Because the whole idea of, you know, wearing a mask isn't manly or garbage or it's, it's, it's oppressive. It's not oppressive if you decide to wear one. And it's not oppressive if a business says, this is what we do. Now, when government gets into that, well, I think there's a really interesting question about what government can and can't do in that regard. Well, someone could say, well, a health department can decide you have to wear shoes. Well, they have decided that. The question is, can they decide it? And since we've all been to plenty of beachside places where nobody even wears pants, I'm not so sure if, if that actually falls into this. Can you be told you have to wear a mask is a conversation that is going to go on and on. But I think the bigger story in all of this is that I think America in a large, large measure feels duped because what we were told was we had to shut down society to, to flatten the curve. It was all about flattening the curve. Now, this isn't about your politics. This is about what we were told. Flattening the curve was about not overwhelming healthcare workers, especially in the beginning when we all know they didn't know what the bloody heck was going on. They had no idea what this virus was, and in many ways, they still don't. There are mutations, there are strains, things are changing. Remember when you had to have ventilators? We right. had to have more ventilators. You know what they found? Ventilators kill people yeah. because it, there's a whole conversation about coagulation of the blood and everything else that's going on, and they're still learning their way, which is fine. I think being mad at doctors, being mad at scientists is crazy. But when you tell us, don't worry about masks. Oh, wait, wear masks. No, we, uh, we told you you didn't have to worry about wearing a mask. We admit we lied to you. And when you see people like Dr. Anthony Fauci, when they're done testifying, right? He's the top guy, right? Yeah. He's the NIH guy. He was done testifying, and the camera caught him taking his mask off. Yeah. What are you supposed to believe? Do so as I you, say, don't do as I do. Right? And so when you shut things down to 50%, it looks, and I, and I hate to say it of Governor Abbott, I like Governor Abbott, it's, it's, it's not just fear. It's, it's a real danger to people who see this as, how can you screw with my life and livelihood like this? Right. This isn't okay. Well, and Texas bar owners are not taking this lightly. They are suing Governor Abbott. Are they? 22 Texas bar owners are joining forces, and they're suing Governor Abbott and the state's alcohol regulators to halt the shutdown order, arguing it's unconstitutionally, uh, it bypasses the state legislature and hurts bar owners, their families, and employees. And this is what's so weird about it. You know, you, you, you have them shutting down bars, but then uh, barbershops, hair salons, and other types of businesses can continue to operate at full capacity. So it's, it's very confusing. I think that... Texas was the place where the uh, hair salon, the hairstylist, a judge was going to throw her in jail unless she apologized. And she was like, yeah, I'm not apologizing. I'm opening my business. My people need to eat. And she got thrown in jail for like a couple days. And then it was the governor and the attorney general, Ken Paxton, I think is his name, that got her out of jail. It seems like a weird place for Abbott to say, "Okay, we have to shut things down again. But what is the idea of shutting it down? What is it that you're actually doing? Because if the objective is to stop the spread, I think we may never have 
truly understood what viruses are all about to begin with. Right. And we don't understand viruses in what we proclaim is a free society. If you tell me how China locks things down, right, in Wuhan, I will tell you it's China and I don't want to be anything like China. Nothing like China at all. A repressive place from beginning to end. An indecent place just wait to the stories will start coming out about what they've done to the Hong Kongers. Remember when Hong Kong was in protest? Pretty soon you'll never hear from a Hong Konger again because they will throw all of them in jail or worse. What they have done to suppress the Hong Kongers and we watched it. We watched it happen. It's, it's an awful, awful story. Well, Americans feel that this shutting down from government is about being suppressed. They see it as an affront to what it is, is their way of life. Now, you can argue, yeah, but it's not safe. Then you can make the decision on how to handle that. Right. But I don't think you get to make the decision for them. And I don't think government gets to decide for a business whether or not they're in business. I saw a individual, an individual get walked out of Menards who tried to walk in without a mask. They have a corporate policy. That's the company. Right. Companies can do anything they want. Absolutely. Companies are, are people and individuals, no matter their, their size, they have rights. Uh, government has far less rights. So I, I like the idea of the lawsuit because I think that the, I think it, yeah, you have to fight it. Again, I don't care if someone wears a mask. I don't think there's anything wrong with masks at all. Yeah. The idea of shutdown, that's not the role of government, man. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. What? Not so fast, Vanilla Ice. Rapper Vanilla Ice has indefinitely... How long did you work on that? Uh, uh, ten seconds, and it Good shows. Uh, rapper Vanilla Ice has indefinitely postponed his concert in Texas after receiving heavy criticism for planning the event in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. He was supposed to be in Austin. Mm-hmm. It was a 2,500-capacity... 2,500-seat arena, and my question is, you think, Ice, you think Vanilla Ice can uh, sell out 2,500 seats? Really? Oh, yeah. And the thing is, I, I, look, I haven't seen a, a Vanilla Ice performance lately um, Wait, on, on the Internet. when did you see a Vanilla no, Ice performance? On the Internet, oh. I've seen it. Uh, at one point, uh, he internet. was, uh, yeah, uh, at one point, if he went to his MySpace page, ah. he, he converted his rap music to hard rock, almost like death metal. So it was, imagine, all right, stop, collaborate, and listen. You know, the like, heavy really? guitar in the background. That's yeah. terrible. So uh, maybe that's what was going to happen here. You're seeing these uh, nostalgia tours uh, back in Michigan uh, right before the shutdown. Uh, Salt and Peppa was at the big casino up in mid-Michigan. Salt and Peppa. Okay, I would go see Salt and Peppa. <laughs> right? There's not even a question of whether or not I would see Salt and Peppa. That would be a great show. Just to see them do push it while using walkers mm-hmm. and literally pushing. The joke tells itself, yeah. people. The joke tells itself. <laughs> Eat, drink, smoke. Find it at Apple Podcasts. Write a review. Leave a five-star review. Keep it right here. I do not care if my bourbon is green. No, I'm not talking about the color. I'm talking about the ecological Please, less politics in my bourbon is all I've ever wanted in my life. I drink bourbon to get away from <laughs> politics. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, the everyman finger, fingers Malloy right there, if I need, could do your name. This red, this red breast is really good. Yes, it is. This red breast, it is the Irish whiskey. It is the Lestau. And I'm telling you, 
I am remarkably impressed. And at $65 on the MSRP, this is going in my liquor cabinet. The, the, the dark fruits, uh, the orchard kind of fruits, a bit of baking spice in there. Neat, 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 neat. Or maybe an ice chip, as, as we've learned. That's the way to do it. It is Red Breast. It's an Irish whiskey, which is with a K-Y, not a K-E-Y, because the E-Y is saved for the United States. Everywhere else, it's whiskey with a K-Y. The people of Bullet, Bullet Bourbon, uh, you, you know them well. They have announced that they are going green with a new carbon-neutral distillery in Kentucky. $130 million. And I cannot begin to tell you how little I care. How, how else can I tell you? <laughs> you know something, Tony. Bullet Bourbon, it's, it's a fine product. I know I'm spending time with family this weekend. I've already been told they got a big old bottle of Bullet Bourbon waiting Always for us. Acceptable. Holiday weekend. Fantastic. I would much rather have the Bullet Bourbon be a little cheaper and have them not spend $130 million <laughs> on making everything green, carbon neutral. I, and I know that's where we're headed, and everybody embraces that, and it's wonderful. And According to them, it's going to be powered by 100% renewable electricity with a capacity to produce up to 10 million proof gallons per year, which um, comes out to 3.8 million nine-liter cases. It's not that I have any issue with it. If you're going to build the distillery anyway, I don't care if you do use a, a renewable thing. You know, it's, yeah. it's fine. It's that that is not going to sell me. And I very much doubt if you were to take a, a poll of, of bourbon drinkers that they're like, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to buy Bullet, but then I learned that the whole thing was done <laughs> on renewable energy. And that's when I sold the house and bought all the Bullet I can. <laughs> Nobody, I don't think anybody's doing that. I don't think it moves people. Not millennials. You don't think millennials that because we've talked about how I don't know craft millennials beers, drink bullet. Maybe they will now. So the the but but get to your point because there is this this interesting thing well, going they, on with the millennial generation about socially being socially conscious and being uh, concerned about the environment and the the product having a story. You know, we've talked about this previously and looking for products that. Are, are a little bit more quality versus quantity, and Bullet is a, a, a good bourbon as far as I'm concerned. Maybe if they weren't a bourbon drinker uh, but wanted to get into it, this would be something that would sell them and on trying it. And that gets tempered on the other side where you have bars in Manhattan that are charging $17, $20, $24 for a craft drink that has no alcohol in it whatsoever because it turns out millennials don't necessarily want to drink. They don't want the alcohol. Wouldn't it be hilarious if all it is is powdered Kool-Aid? They're putting it in. They're charging people $17 a drink. Uh, if you opened a place called Powdered Kool-Aid, I would go. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Oh, did I, I ever tell you my restaurant idea? You have a restaurant idea? Go ahead. Called State Fair. It's nothing but <laughs> stuff you could get at a carnival. Want an elephant here for dinner? Come to State Fair. Can I tell you a State Fair story? Sure. And then I'll give you my restaurant idea, which wasn't mine. I stole it from somebody else. The Indiana State Fair was canceled because of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, like two, three weeks ago. Then they announced this past week that they're going to have uh, fair fun days at the fairgrounds where they're going to have the midway and all the food and all the rides. And it's going to go on for like a month and a half. 
So the Indiana State Fair in and of itself is canceled, but they're still having all the fair rides and the fair food. Basically, nobody is going to get a blue ribbon for their giant sow. That's I don't understand what's going on. I don't know how it's possible. This is this is part of that whole coronavirus is ridiculous and everybody's out of their minds. You know what's funny too is when you think of carnival rides, uh, not the most sanitary rides in the world. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing these are going to be the cleanest carnival rides you'll ever see. Except in for the people who ride the zipper. Because you're going to have your mask on and then the zipper's going to spin. And the next thing you know, your mask is going to fall off. And it's going to hit somebody else. Or somebody else's mask is going to fall off and hit you. And you know they just had like a root beer float. And yeah. they got all that in their mask. And now it's on you. And you definitely will die of something. Hopefully not. It's just so weird how these things fall into these categories of, oh, that's acceptable. Oh, that's not acceptable. My restaurant idea, which I, I, I stole. Uh, Peter, I'm sorry. I stole it from him. Everything in an egg roll. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich in an egg roll. Pizza in an egg roll. Egg roll in an egg roll. Pancake in an egg roll. I, 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 that's a great idea. I didn't realize how popular egg rolls are. Well, there is, there's a farmer's market locally here where people go crazy over these egg rolls. Maluths? I think I, it's, I think it's called Maluth, so. and they're all over the place. They're good egg rolls. People wait 15, 20, 25 minutes in line at a farmer's market just for those. So, yeah, peanut butter and jelly in an egg roll. Peanut butter and jelly in an egg roll. It's, it's, it's like a dream. I'm not worried about – I'm not moved by the, the green distillery. The largest franchise in America. So there's this group that owns 1,600 Pizza Huts and Wendy's have filed for bankruptcy. This is, this is coronavirus. Yeah. You know, we, we see some things going well. There's been interesting movement on job numbers. Uh, there was, for the month of June, 4.8 million jobs were added, and the unemployment rate, which they thought would be in about 12.5, went down to 11.1. So it's, it's defying expectations in these huge, huge ways. And it's because we were able to open. You now have these partial closings and everything else. Things are going to get all sorts of screwed up. But it can't be denied that there are businesses that are going to be hurt for forever. And it's a group called NBC International. They have 1,200 Pizza Huts, 400 Wendy's. Uh, they filed for Chapter 11. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're all going to close, but some of them are going to close. And the interesting thing with, with quick serve and with fast food, if coronavirus has told us, taught us anything, like, for example, how to bake, it's also made us look again at budgets and dollars and where we actually spend money. And one of the places that I think that people are going to be like, no, that's not a meal I need because it's not, it's not good enough. It's just not good enough is that quick serve fast food meal. There's still a place for it, but I think that the amount of transactions is going to go down. And for places that are dealing with margins that are small because they're, they're, it's, it's a 99-cent burger in some cases, um, man, small transactions brutal. Well, and then you have to wonder too, when it came to say Wendy's for example, how uh, how much trouble is Wendy's having with their suppliers? I mean, there was uh, there were stories a couple of months ago where they were having trouble getting beef. You would go to Wendy's and there oh, were no right. there were no burgers. I forgot at, about at that. Wendy's. I'm convinced that it, they're in trouble because they replaced their fries with the natural cut fries, which <laughs> don't get me started on that. But you know, you, you look at Pizza Hut, I just ordered Pizza Hut not too long ago. Got the stuffed crust, which was you know was great when it first came out, and it was it was a good pizza. But I think 
people are reevaluating if they're going to spend a lot of money on pizza, you know, or, or a burger. They're either going to go to uh, go local, uh, the local pizza place. Uh, Maybe there, there, there has been, I've noticed among friends of mine, pushback against chain restaurants. I don't want a chain. I want right. to go local. Maybe that's driving some of it, too. Now, one of the weird things is, is that they saw Pizza Hut sales grow because more people were doing delivery, and pizza delivery mm-hmm. is a big one. But they've also implemented um, safety measures. Those safety measures run $750,000 a month. And, well, that's, a, that's a, a lot of pizzas. Then you've got rising labor costs, the, the availability of beef, as you're talking about, fingers. Did they go green, too? Uh, well, <laughs> somewhere, I'm sure, <laughs> that they did. This is just part of the story that's going to take months to develop out. What damage was really done? How much these places are hurt? And then there's the cultural trend line of how we've changed and where we spend our dollars and how. One of the places I'm spending my dollars, the, the Red Breast. This Irish whiskey, the Red Breast Lestau, hot diggity, $65 a bottle. And I am saying all the value is there. This is worth it. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars, light them up. This is the La Palina Goldie. And La Palina is a brand that you don't actually see everywhere. But when you see it, you're like, oh, that's classy. Like, it has that kind of label to it. And don't deny, do not lie, labels sell cigars. It's crazy, but it's true, and it works. But for the La Palina... It kind of fits. The Goldie is a wonderful, wonderful smoke. Now, uh, this comes from the Paley family, P-A-L-E-Y, right? The Paley family is famous because it was William Paley that founded CBS. That's where the family is. The brand existed back in the day and then kind of went away, and I believe it was the son who brought it back into some kind of doing. This uh, that we're smoking today is the Churchill. So the Churchill is a 7 by 48. So when we talk those numbers, 7 refers to... Did I even introduce you? No. Oh, that's, that's Fingers okay. Malloy. I'm Tony Katz. I got all excited. I got all excited about the cigar. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke, and you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Fingers Malloy, the everyman, is with me. We're smoking, as I said, the La Polina uh, Goldie. It's a 7 by 48. Do you know what that means, Fingers Malloy? Let me tell you. Seven refers to seven inches long. Tee. Always makes him laugh. And 48 is the ring gauge. How thick the cigar is around. Tee. Also, again, makes him laugh. So seven by 48 is a longer, thinner cigar. That is a Churchill. You, we've just lit this up. It's an impeccable bit of craftsmanship. The color is a very pale brown, almost to, a, to, to me, to a straight, unattractive pale brown. Not as smooth and as silky as I sometimes get in other cigars, but the flavor off the first of this cigar just makes me happy as can be. I'm getting it's creamy, little pepper. Is that what you're getting? So yes, there is a there is a touch of pepper to it. When you talk about how the cigar is built, what it kind of is, it's an Ecuadorian wrapper, a Habano wrapper with an Ecuadorian binder and a Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. So that little bit of spice that you're talking about, that spice is coming from the Dominican. There's also a nice bit of wood on here. More and more, 
woods, haze, grasses. Definitely, definitely uh, uh, get me going. And this has a lot of that. Oh, there's a there's a touch of sweet that goes on in there, and I equate the, the grasses to the sweet. I equate those two things. And with the La Polina Goldie, that's what I'm getting. By the way, Goldie, G-O-L-D-I-E. You'll know it, and a lot of La Polinas, because it has uh, the pigtail on uh, the cap. So there's the cap, that's the end you cut, and then there's the foot, and that's the end that you light. The cap has a little pigtail on it. It's for effect. It's for look. It's the way the, 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 the roller decided that one was going to go when they blended it and put it together. It's, it's okay to cut it. You're not changing the flavor or, or anything about it. When you smoke a cigar, we always talk about it. Think of it in thirds. First third, second third, final third. And as you smoke, that flavor is going to get more and more intense. So when you talk about that spice fingers, that spice has the ability to, to rise as you get more into it. I already feel like the pepper is dissipating a little bit and that that the creamy notes are, are starting to come out along with the wood, like you said, Tony. What's the price point on this? The price point on this is 22 bucks. This is a $22 cigar. Now, there are a couple things to note here. It is a 7x48. It's a 7-inch cigar. There's, a, there's an easy hour and a half in this smoke. So when we talk about value... Right, the idea of um, the length of time that you have to enjoy it might be in there, uh, but at twenty-two dollars, we often talk about is it your golf course cigar? And God, no, no. not at twenty-two dollars. I wouldn't waste twenty-two dollars on the golf course where it could fall into the sand trap or anything else. But is it worth twenty-two bucks? You tell me. Well, I mean, we're in the first third so far, so good. I would. If it continues to be as enjoyable as it is now, I would pay $22 for this cigar. Uh, and again, that's splurging for me. I like to keep it below 12 to $14 a stick. So, uh, But I, I believe, especially because you're looking at an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes to smoke this bad boy, the extra, the price along with uh, how enjoyable this is, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, and getting into this, the cedar has definitely... Come out now. If you say to me, "I don't know how to identify cedar," I get you. I understand what that is. And if you're new to cigars, it may not be apparent at the first. Write down everything. Write down what you think of the cigar, where you are, temperature, what you ate, all of it. Grab yourself a spiral notebook. I mean, there are apps that'll that'll do it. But since none of them are sponsors of the show, I won't talk about them. <laughs> uh, so grab a spiral notebook at, at Staples for ten cents or whatever they charge in the back to school kind of stuff, and write down what you're experiencing. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way I could describe the wood um, the, or the cedar. It's dry. It, it is. It is a bit of that honey. It is not a full. It's not a caramelly sweet or caramelly sweet, right? Like caramel. It's. It's more of a of a, of a simple uh, sweet that's going on there. I don't know. As some people describe it, and I've seen some reviews to describe it as honey. It's an interesting way to look at it, but without the syrupy. If you could have the honey sweet without syrupy, you would get into a wood. I think a wood kind of sweet that applies to the La Polina. But what's great about it, too, is that the, the sweet notes that are coming from this is not something that is overwhelming. Oh, God, no. No, not overwhelming. But wait, overwhelming where? Overwhelming on the tongue or overwhelming in the nose? Either one. I mean, you, you, we've, I had a cigar, I won't name the, the company, but we had it on Eat, Drink, Smoke a few months ago. Um, and it was a flavored cigar. 
And I, <laughs> you're laughing, you remember. It was infused. Oh. And I, I, I smoked the whole thing because I'm a trooper. <laughs> but I didn't enjoy it because it was, it, was, it was too much. It was too much on the palate, too much on the nose. What I have learned and what I've come to accept about flavored cigars is it's not for me. It is absolutely positively not how I roll. The guys from Drew Estates, the acid cigar, is what a lot of people know and it has brought people into the cigar world. If you're going to smoke any of the, the natural dirt, that cigar is like, if it, it almost tastes like pipe tobacco, yeah. smells. It's kind of interesting. But no, I don't get into any of those kinds of things. I want cigar to give me what nature intended and what that, what it is that the rollers, what it is that the master blender kind of saw for uh, this, this cigar. This is, I think, got just a really nice level of complexity. It doesn't hit hard in any way, shape, or form. Now, we're only into the first third. We've got a ways to go before we get into the second third, and that might change things. At $22, this isn't every now and again. This is not in my humidor. It's not that it's a bad cigar. It's just I have to ask myself the question of value. What right. is it to me? Right. Right? And that's different for everybody because somebody else would be like, oh, my gosh, this is all I smoke. All I smoke. And, and, and La Polina has a lot. It has the black label, the brown's la- bronze label, the red label. It's got the Mr. Sam. And, and La Polina has, like, the classic and the Rosado. Those are golf course cigars. You can get them for like six or seven bucks a stick. Well, and that's what's great about going to a tobacco is to go to a store and say, this is my budget. Can you guide me into a direction? They won't look down at you. They, no. will just, they will do what they can to help you. And any, don't be afraid to ask questions. Any tobacconist who's trying to push you out of your price point, go somewhere else. Really and truly. That's, not, that they, that's everything they should not be doing. Now, uh, I want to get into some eat. Something that might pair very interesting with this cigar. It's called a Baby Guinness. That's coming up. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's called a Baby Guinness, and I didn't even know this thing existed until last weekend, and now it is my new friend. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. You can find me on Twitter at Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. Find Fingers at Fingers Malloy, and of course, FingersMalloy.com. I was at a dinner party because I'm the kind of guy who goes to dinner parties now. Mr. Fancy Pants. It, 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 It seems... And dinner was great, and it was a great conversation and fantastic. And the night ended, and we're sitting by the, the, the fire, right, fire pit, and smoking a cigar, and they bring out these drinks that are in, like, a shooter glass. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot right there. God bless you. This is, this is going to be completely different than I had. Uh, we're here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, and they just brought us the cream. I'll tell you what's going on. They bring out these shooters, and it's this dark liquid and then it's got this cream float and I'm like what in the world is that and they're like it's a baby Guinness and I said I'm sorry I'm a grown man I have never heard of a baby Guinness in my life and that's exactly what it looked like with the head of the Guinness trickling down a baby Guinness is made with Patron Exo Cafe I didn't know it existed until this this is a coffee liqueur from Patron P-A-T-R-O-N made of 100% agave. This is agave made into a coffee liqueur, and you take two ounces of it, and you add a half an ounce of Irish cream. Okay. Or Baileys, whatever you, 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 you've got. What they have here, for whatever reason, my people here don't have 
Bailey's. This is a bourbon cream. Okay. That is done by uh, the people at Buffalo Trace. So, uh, again, not sponsors. Just wanted to let you know what we're using here. So this is a takeoff we're actually doing of the baby Guinness. Uh, it's chilled. We've got a cube in there. Now, they poured a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of... So we've got, like, basically a shooter glass, and half of it is cream. I may pour some of it out. Right? Thank you. I'm actually going to pour a little bit of it out. Oh. No, because I want it to be the right the right consistency, and I'll drink that later. It's cons- so there. It's considered so, bad luck in Latvia. I know. So basically, I've got one-third of the shooter glass that is uh, uh, the, the, the cream, and I'm pouring in the liqueur um, to be like two parts. That's the way I did it. And holy son of a gun, it looks exact. It looks like a Guinness. Where's yours? Right here. All right. So you want the whole thing? The, all all oh, the cream? I'm every man fingers Malloy. Uh, yeah. God bless you. <laughs> I'm pouring it in. Oh, there we go. It is a beautiful look. Now, before anything, fingers, I went to the brim with you. Smell that bottle. Smell this. Smell <laughs> that bottle right there. Oh, that's amazing. It's gorgeous. Now, I found this on sale for 22 bucks. So, yes, you can have it. I think you should keep it chilled. Personally, I think it should be chilled. This is, you can do it with Kahlua. Don't get, don't get me wrong. It's, it's very much in that white Russian kind of family. Mm-hmm. But it was just stupendous as an after-dinner drink. And it was dessert. And it was sensational. I was smoking with it. I happened to be smoking. Okay, okay, maybe some Cubans got smoked. I will not. I uh, don't, don't, don't look at me that way. I never search out Cubans. It's just not my thing. But every now and then, when someone's like, "Would you like a Cuban?" I'm like, "Well, sure. Let's <laughs> if try." I must. Um, I smoked it. With, I, I drank this with an Avo Number Three, which has a nice chocolatey undertone anyway. And I was like, "This is sensational." So we're smoking the La Polina Goldie, which I had put down for a while. It still stayed lit. And lit perfectly. Look at that burn. Yeah. Right around. Perfect. Even and naturally. And we've got the drink. So here we go. Are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Now, this is different because it's with the it's the bourbon cream from Buffalo Trace, but it's the Patron uh, Exo Cafe with the bourbon cream. A baby Guinness. Here you go. All right. I'm going to let Fingers go first. He's taking a sip. He's still sipping. He's still going. All right. He's done. Fingers. Fingers. You could get in so much trouble. I know. With this. Hold on, here I go. Go ahead. I the the, the bourbon cream, I've never had bourbon cream before. I'm um, I'm guessing that it has ah. and I could be totally off base. Uh the bourbon cream may have a little bit more it alcohol does. content than an Irish cream. Right. Uh, and then oh. you add the patron to it, and this this is fantastic. When I saw it, it reminded oh. me. It reminded me of an Irish car bomb in a shooter without the, the... Have you ever had an Irish car bomb? Sure, yeah. That's a Guinness with a, a shot glass that's dropped in it, like a boiler maker kind of, uh, with Irish cream and whiskey. Mm-hmm. And you slam that. Uh, you don't want to slam this. I mean, you could. Yeah, and, I mean, you, and you would get in a lot of trouble. But th- this... Uh, if, you, if you're the type of person that instead of... Having a coffee after dinner, you want something a little sweet, but you don't want a dessert. This this is fantastic. So the bourbon cream from Buffalo Trace adds a spicy heat. It, it, I only say it's a heat; it's a spice, which is a really nice combination with the coffee liqueur. 
That is a perfect and all weather. Doesn't matter who's at the table, men, women, all of it. Ages don't matter. That is easy sipping, and you can you you can easily nurse that. Just enjoy it and let it work the palate. Seriously, give it a moment to do everything on the palate, not just the tongue. Don't forget the top of the palate. Kind of see where it is. Well, I worried when you poured this, it reminded me of, you know, when I was a bartender, we would make drinks that would curdle. And a lot of times when you put stuff in Irish cream, it'll curdle a little bit and it'll have that kind of cheesecakey. What kind drink do you of, make that curdles? Uh, cement mixer. Oh, uh, yeah. God. And you shake it up and yeah, it gets all. And it, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, a lot of people will put Coke. Uh, Coca-Cola in Irish cream, and you have to make it a certain way, and that tastes like a float, and it's fantastic. I thought this was going to curl. Didn't have to worry about it. It, it didn't curdle. It, this By is the way, great. you could pour the XO over ice cream, and it would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Over vanilla ice cream, it would be absolutely... I did not consider. Brilliant. I, I am, am angry. I didn't know about this until now. You know, just... And they did it like it was just so routine. I'm like, how did I not know? And the other thing, too, you, you brought up in the previous segment about when you find a cigar, keep a journal, write it down, write down your what you, 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 your, your personal review of the cigar. The other thing, what you paired it with. This is fantastic with this cigar. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Now, what's interesting is that when Fingers was talking about the spice he felt, the pepper he felt on the cigar... I feel it a little stronger now, and I think that's because of of the bourbon cream as opposed to uh, the Exo Cafe itself, and maybe if it was Bailey's or a, a real Irish cream, a regular Irish cream, a standard Irish cream, I wouldn't feel that as much. That's that's my take. But as a combination, this is just absolutely wonderful. I want to try it with the Irish cream, but I'm already thinking, just based on this, that I would venture over to the bourbon cream instead and I've got a I've got to pick up a bottle of this bourbon cream too. I yeah, I've never, I've I had, never seen I'd, it before. I didn't know I didn't even know it, it it existed. But I trust the guys from Buffalo Trace pretty much with my life. So it is known as a baby Guinness. Two ounces of the coffee flavored liqueur. We used the Patron Exo Cafe, which I got on sale for twenty two bucks. And then uh, we utilized uh, the uh, bourbon cream from Buffalo Trace. It add it adds a spice it adds a complexity, but it is still a tremendous after-dinner drink that uh, your friends are going to love. Absolutely love. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is the radio show that reviews your cigars so you don't have to. Well, you're still going to have to, but it's what we do anyway. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. The podcast is at Apple Podcasts, eat, drink, smoke. Subscribe, write a review, leave a five-star review. This week, we are smoking the La Polina Goldie. I'm a fan of what La Polina uh, does here. We're into the second third of this cigar right now. This is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper with an Ecuadorian binder and a Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. We're doing the Churchill. It's a 7 by 48, 7 inches long. 48 is the ring gauge, how thick it is around. Let's get to some news of the week. Fingers Malloy. Tony, we talked last week about how cigars are going to be a little bit more expensive. In Michigan, we turn our attention now to Virginia. Don't where, tell me. Where cigar smokers in Virginia will find their favorite cigars costing a bit more as the state is doubling their state's tax. Am I cigar allowed to curse tax. on radio? 
They're doubling the cigar tax. Doubling it. Because when you lose revenue because of coronavirus and, and, and shutting down businesses, how, how dare Virginia go without? So they go after the thing that they consider a vice. It drives me crazy when people think of cigars as cigarettes. Cigars are not cigarettes. And that fight is a really important one. And even, even if you're apolitical... That's a fight you got to get into because if you start treating cigars like cigarettes, you will never find a cigar again. And all those local mom and pop shops are done out of business. I keep saying it over and over again. When I was 17, 18 years old, the thing to do if, if you want to do something taboo was either drinking or smoking cigarettes. Uh, the idea that cigar uh, manufacturers are marketing to kids children uh you know you didn't you didn't at 17 years old say hey hey everybody let's go grab a bunch of cigars and hang out it just it wasn't it, it didn't go down like that but this bill uh raises the the tax from 10 percent of the wholesale price to 20 percent. so half wheel is estimating that a cigar that used to be uh say nine dollars and fifty cents msrp will now go uh to anywhere from ten forty-five to eleven dollars and forty cents a stick, and that's the difference between whether you buy a cigar or not. That's the difference. That difference is everything. You know, I, the the biggest problem with taxation is that people don't understand or refuse to listen to the idea of disincentive. Taxes are a disincentive. To buying, And it's why politically it gets structured as a, you need taxes in order to be able to fund the roadways. No, you need to be able to good with, be good with your money to fund the roadways. Taxes are a way that takes money out of people's pockets. And therefore they have to make other choices and other decisions. Some people aren't going to spend eleven forty on a cigar, but they will spend nine fifty if only because of the psychological barrier. You can't just say, well, it's a difference of a buck, two bucks. That buck, two bucks is everything to a lot of people. And you know who it's really a lot to? That cigar retailer, that tobacconist who now doesn't make the sale. They don't understand it. And when the cigar places go out because people don't buy, you know what they say? Well, smoking's bad for you anyway. It's an irrational concept. It's like this, this, I have this pie in the sky look down my nose ideological view of you as a cigar smoker oh you people and and so now i punish you with 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 taxation it's awful well so much of the argument goes uh you know that people are against big tobacco right tony because it's the cigarette argument but when you talk about cigars you mentioned it earlier we're talking about the mom and pop shops the the type of places that are second third generation Stores that will be affected by this, they'll be impacted by this. You'll have cigar smokers saying, "You know what? I, I can't do this anymore. I'm tapping out." Or you may have cigar smokers who would go for a little higher quality cigar. They are, are now going to even focus more on bargain hunting because of taxation. People, this is this is one of those fights that if you smoke, you just you just you just have to be in. You have to be in because. When that local place goes out, it becomes easier and easier to do away with cigars. It's a fight worth fighting. And that fight happens on a local level, right, like in Virginia, with your, your, your delegate or your representative. You know, Virginia's a commonwealth versus uh, how other states uh, do it. So they've got different names. And it's a fight on the federal level to ensure that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, isn't screwing with cigars, 
premium cigars are not cigarettes. They're not marketed the same. They don't get. They shouldn't get treated the same. And they sure as bloody heck shouldn't be lumped in together as the same. So it's why you know I, I have nothing wrong against buying online, right? And there are plenty of great places to do it and great opportunities for deals. I am partial to whenever possible going to the local place yep. and buying a few sticks that you're going to, to use with you uh, or, or use for the week or, or for the month or however it is that you do it. And it's, and it's stuff like this that doubles and redoubles for me that really important, important mindset. You have to support these people and you have to fight the fight. Otherwise, you won't find a cigar anymore. Well, if you travel to Las Vegas, you may find a sign that says no mask, no sanitizer, no cigar. That may very well be a sign that could be posted over the entrance to every cigar uh, bar on the Not Las Vegas Strip. No. That's going to happen at the Bellagio? It could happen at the Bellagio. According to the Rob report, since June 4th, that was the date when Nevada's Governor Steve Sizzlack Sizzlack, Governor Sizzlack. Uh, gave the phase two go-ahead for Las Vegas to reopen its casinos and restaurants after the 80-day COVID-19 shutdown. But on the evening of June 24th, Tony, right after the implementation of these new no-mask, no-service policies that two of the largest resort casino conglomerates on the Strip uh, implemented, Sislac issued an expanded ruling that now mandates masks must be worn in all public buildings and outdoor spaces. So, How does this affect a cigar lounge? And the answer is, I don't know. In Indianapolis, where we broadcast from, where we both live in Indianapolis, the mayor here just announced masks. Now, here's the best part, right? So the mayor announced that this is going to happen July 9th. So it's like a week from now. Masks are so important, right? You have to start wearing them all the time a week from now. And that's where the hypocrisy comes in and everything else. Um, I don't know. Right now, we are unsure how it's going to affect the really incredible cigar lounges of Indianapolis, whether it's, it's uh, you know, Blend Bar Cigar, which is in a few uh, states, but it's based here in Indianapolis. Burn is here in Indianapolis. Burn is Rocky Patel's lounge. They're in Naples. They're in Pittsburgh. Uh, in Nashville. Uh, not, no, not Nashville. Blend is in Nashville. Uh, they're, they're in some spots. Um, there are some classic places like the in the basement kind of places, a place called Nikki Blaine's in, in Indianapolis. I don't know how it affects them. But how in the world do you smoke with a mask? How do you enjoy it? I mean, honestly, we, we, we see these masks that are coming out for drinkers. Okay, you can put the straw in the drink. Yeah, it's got a little flap, right? right? You can, the straw goes right in. Yeah, but I, you can't do that with a cigar, Tony. I, so we know that when you're at a restaurant, you don't have to wear a mask. And also, if you have a medical condition, you don't have to wear a mask. Now, you want to talk about something that's very confusing. The, I don't know what the medical conditions are that allow you not to wear a mask. If you're stopped by a police officer for not wearing a mask and you say, I have a medical condition... How do you prove it? Right. Do I now have to have a note from my doctor with me? Translation, do I have to have my papers in order <laughs> in order to be, you know, getting stopped by, by, the, uh, by the mask police to see if, uh, if I'm legit and not wearing a mask? Let me see your mask port. <laughs> it is frightening, Fingers. Yeah. This is the frightening kind of stuff. And honestly, I don't know how it's going to work. And I don't know how really how it is that uh, the places in Vegas are going to deal with this. And it could be the kind of thing, that's what gets said, but no one's going to pay attention. 
nobody's going to get That's what involved. I wonder. Now we're getting into the second phase of a clampdown. Are people just going to ignore it and just say, YOLO, I've had enough, and move on with their lives? Does everyone know what YOLO means? <laughs> you only live once. That's YOLO. That is, that is YOLO. I, I didn't even know you had that one in you. Mm. That was very teenage girl of you. Thank you. By the way, how many emails am I going to get for saying teenage girl? 14. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know about more about what I'm doing? Follow me on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio and Tony Follow Fingers, Fingers Malloy Radio on Facebook. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Jim Beam is going into the Wayback Machine, bringing its oldest brand back to the shelves. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. On Twitter, go eat, drink, smoke. Facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. Old Tub Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey is coming back for a limited time for about $23 a bottle. And according to the people at Beam, it is bourbon's true rustic character. First things first, Jim Beam, the the classic, the original. Is that uh, bourbon's true rustic character for you, Fingers Malloy? No. No? I, I, look, I shouldn't say that. I drink Beam. Uh, is that my go-to? Uh, no. They may want to sponsor the show one day. Think again. I love Jim Beam. <laughs> I have a Jim Beam tattoo. I'm happy to show everybody. Uh, look, I, there's nothing wrong with Jim Beam, uh, and and I'm really I'm actually looking forward to trying this, just to see what the folks were right. drinking a hundred years ago. So it's going to be distilled uh, in Claremont without chill filtration, which is the original old tub uh, recipe. Because according to Beam. Chill filtration removes fatty acids, and this has a full-bodied, authentic flavor. So oak, grain, warm caramel with a nose of oak and and, uh, vanilla. There are things about what happens in the bourbon world where I can't tell if it's something that I should as somebody who's learning and growing. Remember, when we do uh, the reviews, when we talk about things, we're, we're trying it very often just like you are. This isn't about expertise. This is about fandom. Right. And kind of experiencing it through. I, I can tell you with cigars, I've got a pretty fair palate uh, on cigars. What I am much more a fan of is the craft. The art of cigars really, really gets me, speaks to me in a, in a very visceral way. What distillers do, I find fun. I find that attractive. The art always is what grabs me in, in, in what they do and the passion in what they do. I don't know if I'm good enough to know, ooh, this is really an old-school bourbon. $23 a bottle, I'll try anything. Absolutely. I'm going to try it. I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, I listen, for me, my review is usually, yeah, I'd drink that. (laughs) Or, nah, I I, I don't want to ever have this again. I don't get really into the weeds when it comes to this stuff. Uh, Some people really do. I, I look at what we do here is to try to provide our opinion about these products and let, you know, and either the people listen and decide, oh, that sounds interesting, I'll try it or not, but I don't claim to be a bourbon expert. The people, the folks? Yeah, the folks. Bill O'Reilly calls them the folks. Is that what he does? Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm looking forward to trying this, and especially, like you said, it's 23 bucks a bottle. You yeah, know? but is it, is it gimmick? Yes. I mean, okay, it's all gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. Every time I see a new this and a new that, it's all just... It's, it's all just gimmick, and sometimes the gimmick works out well. And that's not me being angry at Beam. That's just 
I mean, it, it is what it is. But I will give it a shot. Old Tub, T-U-B, is what it's called. Now, talking uh, about cigars, and we are smoking the La Polina. We tried and, and went through uh, the, our, the drink part was the Red Breast Lustau, which is an Irish whiskey. It's very, very good. 46% alcohol by volume. A lot of orchard flavors. Uh, I got grape uh, from it. Apple. Uh, those kinds of flavors were happening there. Just really delicious. I did my neat, and that's the way to do it. Fingers through his on the big rock. And don't do that. Regrets it because it just watered it down and took away a lot of those orchard big fruit, dark fruit kind of flavors. Because it did. It did have the dark fruits and it had those orchard fruits, which are they are a little bit different as you drink more and more and try more things. The cigar is the La Polina. We were doing the Churchill, which is a 7 by 48, 7 inches long. 48 is the ring gauge. So 64 is a ring gauge, is a full inch around. That's, that is uncomfortable as hell for me. Yeah. I can't do that kind of stuff. I like, in, in this is a 48, this is actually a really good size, but maybe at the high end of 54, that's where... Uh, I'm comfortable. Call it mouthfeel or whatever it is that you want to call it. That's where I'm comfortable with a cigar. We're going uh, through this a little quicker than I thought we were going to. You know, I, I thought we were looking at an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. I think we may be an hour and 15 on this. Maybe. Or maybe because we're talking, we're smoking, we're moving kind of yeah. kind of quicker. If I if I was on the back deck, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and this cigar, which which started with a, with a nice amount, uh, as fingers said, uh, cream and, and a lot of uh, wood kind of notes um, certainly has built up a little bit in its strength into into being a I'd say a full medium is where I would put uh, uh, this cigar the spice is still there the spice still works its its way uh, uh, through um, there's a sweetness that is kind of built up underneath it I'm curious when I get into the final third because you always break your cigars down first third second third final third and write it down take notes what are you experiencing as you go through and then try that cigar a month or two months later and see if your notes compare and see if see if they do indeed uh kind of match each other or you know what you ate could have an effect uh you know where, where you were the weather all those kinds of things i enjoy the cigar a lot at 22 dollars a stick i'm not so sure it's in my humidor in any large measure it might if i decided to pick one up i just i was in the mood i'll pick one up you're at a place like this you're at night out and you look in your humidor you their humidor you see it 22 bucks a stick i pick it up Right. Now, people don't know this. When we do the show, we actually do it from a cigar lounge. We're not in our, our garage or the, or the basement. We go to the places, and we, and we do it. This is Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, blendbarcigar.com. Cigars and the impact of coronavirus on cigars, and that's going to be just a term everyone's going to get used to, the impact of coronavirus, the impact of COVID-19. Cigars, according to um, a bit of reporting, they're going to grow by a projected $1.5 billion, which is kind of fascinating because there's been some back and forth in terms of what COVID has done to the market and people going out and buying and spending. Because if you don't have a job, it's hard <laughs> to spend. Right. The other side of that is people have been home. So me, even me, I have never been an everyday cigar smoker. Never in my life have I been an everyday cigar smoker. I'm a twice a week cigar smoker. Even as I've gotten more and more into it with the Eat, Drink, Smoke show and, and, and the podcast, which is at Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe, write a review, leave a five-star review, Eat, Drink, Smoke, Apple Podcasts, maybe three times a week. Coronavirus has turned me into an everyday cigar smoker because, you know, I, I host radio shows. I host a morning show in Indianapolis. I have a nationally syndicated midday show, and I, I broadcast from home now, which is a dream. Oh, dream come true. Yeah. 
Uh, so I now smoke a, a cigar a, a day, you know, pretty much. And just the other day, I bought a box of Avo number threes. I haven't bought a box in a good long time because I'm usually I try a couple of these and I try a couple of those. I just enjoy the Avo so much, and I know this summer it's that's a perfect go-to for me. Boom! I I, I made that happen. But 1.5 billion. I'm curious where that number stays and whether or not that growth is a one-time hit or if that is something that's sustainable. And we have through coronavirus created a whole new group of cigar smokers or more avid cigar smokers. These are such interesting times because you brought it up earlier. With the coronavirus, people may not have as much money. Or on the other hand, they may have a little bit more because of the CARES Act and you know the, the, the stimulus package and all that stuff. And if you're sitting at home and you're not working and you have a little extra cash, you may be buying some cigars. And, and where and they have more. the extra money. There are, there are drips and drab stories coming in about the impact, for example, on savings. People have more savings than ever before. And, part of, and, and that number may change, but part of it is you weren't going out to eat. You were cooking at home. Yeah. And you, it, all of a sudden you realize all those little things that you were spending on, like, I don't know, gasoline, because you weren't driving anywhere, you're not spending anymore. So people did have, in some ways, even if the uh, job was impacted and the, and the dollars, the salary was impacted, they may have had more expendable dollars in a certain way. And they're like, you know what, this one's a less expensive, easy one yeah. uh, to do and, and, and build on. I'm curious. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Uh, the other great story of the day is uh, there's a billionaire by the name of Bernie Ecclestone, Formula One racing billionaire. He's 89 years old, and he just had a baby. He's 89. His wife is 44. His, fir- his first child is 65. <laughs> then he has a 35 and a 31-year-old from his second wife, and now he's got a, a, a baby, a son named Ace. Tony, I don't usually judge, but I find this so disgusting. <laughs> I'm so offended by this. How terrible. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke, people. You will find it on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. Like the page on Instagram, eat, drink, smoke podcast, and on Twitter, go eat, drink, smoke.